Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We are a week late, but we are back here as always. Thanks so much for sticking with us and joining us today. It is a busy show. We are looking ahead to Star Wars Celebration, which I will be attending this weekend. Looking forward to June in film and TV. Plus, Joe, I think we're in the top ten of your films. Speaking of Joe... Countdown from ten. Thanks for being here, Joe. You got it. You want to say hello, or you want to just hop on into it? Well, I do have a joke to make, but I'll, do I'll save it for Star Wars Celebration. We'll uh, save it, okay? Because my, my dad told me a really funny joke, Star Wars joke, that I'm going to share with you later. So, uh, Okay. <laughs> I um, I look for... It's a, quite a tease. It is very... as a very big tease. Good. It's uh, a dad joke, too, so I, it's right up my alley. It's right running our target demo. <sighs> uh, general updates... Mostly a trailer update, not really too much news that we're focusing on this week. Uh, trailer dropped a couple weeks ago. It was exclusively in theaters for a week for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. They yep. released it online yep. last week, but it's still playing in front of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. It is Avatar The Way of Water. It's a teaser trailer, so there wasn't a whole bunch in terms of story. It was really... Mm-hmm. Just got a lot of visual, trying to get you in, kind of got the yep. theme music going. Theme um, music. Yeah. The music of, of the film, I guess, is, is what is we're going to Is that what it was? Okay. I assumed it was. I could be wrong. Um, I, I have to well, say... Well, let me, let me, let me stop ahead. you there. Yes, they did. They did. I, I agree with you. They showed a lot of fancy visuals. It definitely pops. Yeah. Um, interesting to think, and we were having a discussion about this earlier, mm-hmm. about how... Not earlier, but... I want to say some time ago where we were talking about the 3D kind of fad yeah. has kind of like come and gone since Avatar came out in, what was it, 09, I guess? Yeah, 09. So it just yeah. seems, you know, I kind of mentioned, we were kind of talking just you and I about the, like I said, the 3D fad. It kind of came and went, you know, without any, in, with, you know, just kind of went in by the wayside like uh, you know there's no real more so i don't know if this is going to be a 3d movie i i mean maybe you know more than i do but in any event i don't know it's certainly the colors stand out it's very bright um it looks gorgeous um so i'll give it that um i kind of pointed this out to you when we were watching the trailer um I don't know necessarily that is the that is the theme music of Avatar per se, mm-hmm. as much as a song that I'm aware of. Um, granted, I don't know who came up with the at least the theme music that was playing in the background of this trailer was by a group called Stick Figure. It's 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 eerily similar to a song called Dreamland by Stick Figure, and I only know that because I like the song. So. And, and I kind of pointed that out to you. Now, I don't know if this was the same music they had in 2009 in the original movie, but in any event, it's a striking similarity to the actual song, just instrumental and stuff. But in any event, okay. um, it looks bright. Like I said, not going to not gonna be a lot of noir in this film. <laughs> Maybe some, you know, definitely some dark scenes, you know, lighting-wise. But right. I think mostly it's going to be a lot of blues. <laughs> Right. Blues and greens. I mean, it's all CGI. Yeah. 
Um, they're all acting or swimming both in front of green screens. I mean, maybe maybe we can have a different conversation about this later, but I, I'd be interested to hear. I mean, maybe we've had this conversation before, but do you think it's – again, I understand it's a valuable property, um, but I wonder if it's too late to revive – not revive this, but we're talking 13 years ago this first yeah. movie came out and – I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are interested. As I was watching the trailer, I, I, I don't like to read a lot of comments, but in the, whatever, the video. But the people who posted were super excited. I mean, I didn't read a bunch it's of a them. It's a sample audience, But it's a too. sample, yes. Obviously, the people that watch right. the video are going to be excited about it. But in any event, um, I'm not really excited, to be honest. I really don't care. I, I, I don't have an interest in seeing this, but, you know. I'm sure you're more open-minded than me, so perhaps you will give it a chance. I, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I would have said before I saw the trailer. I think we had somewhat similar of a conversation before. I, you know, I liked the first film. I remember seeing it in 3D, but there wasn't necessarily a need for a sequel, especially when 13 years later. And I didn't really find having rewatched the first Avatar. Not in 3D. Not in 3D, just at home. It doesn't capture it, It's not the same, and I didn't feel like it, it necessarily has more of a story to give. Um, and the experience just wasn't as good. I will say, seeing the trailer, though, really did pique my interest. Okay. It looks really okay. pretty. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Is it popular enough? I mean, it's a popular attraction in Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is one of those films that does have a following. I was going to say, I think, I think the IP itself will probably, I think the IP is very popular, but to me it's not. In my opinion, I am not interested, but Um, obviously they have a ride that's one of the hottest attractions in Disney. The whole land. In the whole land, or I was just saying maybe in the whole park, so who knows. But in any event, yeah, I mean, they're obviously making a bunch more films, people are excited, but. I mean, I could be in the minority, and that's fine. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like I said, I was I was on the fence about it. Not on the fence. Like I didn't. It didn't. But definitely, it did, didn't matter to but me. But the trailer either way. sold you. You were sold on the trailer. I just All think right, it looked really. It just even go. not even Polished. in 3D. It just looked really pretty. It. It, it had the music. Maybe I'm getting confused about the music. It felt like it had a similar tone or similar theme that was before. But it, it just it just it looks really pretty, especially on a big screen. So. Um, if any worst case scenario, it'll look pretty. Um, yeah, I don't know be, if the it'll story's be, it'll be go. easy on the eyes. There yeah, you, go. Um, you know James right. Cameron's very much pushing yes cinematic things forward. We uh, is this a series or this is a series on okay. Disney Plus? A series on Disney trailer. Uh, excuse me, a series on Disney Plus. Uh, the next Marvel series, She Hulk: Attorney at Law. This will actually appear after Mrs. Marvel. Uh, Mrs. Okay. Marvel is still the next one. Uh, Jennifer Walters, who's played by Tatiana Zmilani, um, is Jennifer Walters is the cousin of Bruce Banner. That is their connection in the comics. I'm going to assume that's going to be their connection in the MCU. Um, how she gets green, or how she. How she harnesses the Hulk powers, I, I can't say that I, I know. I can't say that I've read those books, per se. But it looks like there's something that, you know, Bruce Banner is in the series. Eric Banner's already – or not Eric Banner. Wow. Mark Ruffalo's already confirmed to be in the series. You see him he in the played, trailer. He, he, I know. I just – I went fine. I went off it. 
Uh, Mark Ruffalo is confirmed to be in the series, so there is well, there is something he there. He's in the trailer. He's in the trailer. Um, again, She Hulk is is a popular character. Um, she's what, a she's a he, newer Banner, character. What do they call him, Doctor Doctor Hulk? Uh, Professor, Professor Hulk. Hulk. Excuse me, Professor. Hulk. Yeah, um, I will Whatever. say what what does get me more excited about the series. Um, obviously, I'll watch it, but I mean Tim Roth returning as Abomination, I think, is pretty cool. Okay. Um, I, I do think that was. I'm not a fan of the Incredible Hulk, the the Edward Norton film, and I do think there was kind of a waste of Abomination, and who's who's a really good Marvel villain. Um, we saw a very small snippet of him in Shang Chi, Abomination Returned, um, and I think we're going to get more Abomination going forward, and that's pretty awesome. Who was in the uh, Eric Banner one? Um, Are you sure he's not in that one? Who, Tim Roth? Mm-hmm. No, he was in the Edward Norton one. It's like Josh Dumel or something like that. Or not not Josh Dumel. Josh. Um, okay, I'll have to look it up. Josh it's something. But yeah, I mean, She-Hulk. I mean, again, it's a series. I'll watch it. I'm just not. Um, I'm more excited for other Disney. I'm more, I'm more excited there. I'm more excited for Miss Marvel than I'm You'll for watch She-Hulk. You'll watch it. Don't, don't kid yourself. I didn't say I wouldn't watch right, it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Netflix's Spiderhead. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, it's Nick Nolte. That's who it was. Oh yeah, but there's a there's a Josh in there too. It's like Josh Lucas. Yeah, Josh Lucas is. Yeah, but he's he not a good guy. He's a bad guy. He wasn't the bad Hulk. Uh, I thought it was Nick Nolte. No, yeah, I think you're right. And he was his dad. Nick Nolte was his dad. Oh, it was his dad? Yeah, but he was the bad. He 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 took the serum too, though, and he was bad. Oh, I don't remember. Okay, uh, it was a long time ago. It was yeah, like 2004 was or something like that. 2003. Wasn't 2003. Anyway. Um, Sorry, what were you saying? Netflix's Spiderhead. Yeah, not related to Spider-Man at all. I thought maybe it was, but obviously not. Spiderhead is apparently some name of some psychiatric hospital where they're doping up people and letting them romp. At least that's what it looks like. I mean, like. you want to take an over-under? Olivia, Olivia a- Wilde, I know you're a big fan of hers as a director. Um, she's done a few other things, including... Uh, not the... Oh no, she didn't do that Clint Eastwood film. She was in it. Yeah, she's only directed Booksmart, I think, so far. She has some other projects coming. I thought she had done um, some other things, but I guess I'm wrong. In any yeah, event, yeah. she's she directs this. A Chris Helmsworth plays a kind of creepy Doctor Who. Seems like a it seems like a satirical movie, or is this a series or movie? It's a film. Okay, well, it seems like a film that's like a, a satire, but like some. Crazy dystopian place. I don't know. Miles Teller's in it. Journey Smollett. It doesn't really appeal to me. It looks too too strange for me. It looks more like a uh, American Horror Story type thing. I don't know. It just looks bizarre. I was not sold. But I'm sure the acting. I'm sure Chris. Chris. The only thing that looks moderately good is Chris Hemsworth. He seems you like he takes a shirt this time. Well, I'm sure he will. It's in his contract. Though, I'm right? sure it right. is. Uh, no doubt. He um, has to take off his shirt absolutely. in every film he yes, does. Yes, he does. Well, not when he's Fat Hulk, or not when he's Fat Fat Thor. Fat Thor. <laughs> not when he's Fat Thor, because he can't he can't, he can't wreck the the image of his uh, chiseled body by having Fat Thor walk or Yikes. Fat Thor walk around. Yeah, but um, he looks he he in the trailer he was very good. So um, that that would be the only thing that drew me to this, but it's not enough. It looks too strange to me. Too. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll watch the trailer and I'll watch it. But I, I, 
I, I highly, highly doubt it. I would bet the under that I watch it. Yeah, I'd, Absolutely. I wouldn't put money on so it. So what was your over-under thingy? Um, I was going to say over-under if he takes his shirt off, but um, oh, I think we already that's no doubt. That, though. No doubt. Um, He's not fast. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, there's nothing about this that, I mean, that overly thrills me about the trailer. It doesn't look bad, but. We'll watch it. Um, I mean, I, I like the idea of Chris. Chris Hemsworth has, has tried to branch out and do other stuff. Um, again, he's mostly You've liked him in everything that he's done. What are you talking I about? I don't like him in Men in Black. Um, okay, fine, fair enough. And, he, and Black Hat was horrible, but you like loved him, him in the Casino in the Royale movie. I liked him in that. Yeah, I did like him. All right, so, so I like that he's 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 also been in some I like other that movies he's doing too. Other stuff. Where he's yeah. Like, yeah, he was in he was in the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He was in he's not in Guardians of the Galaxy. Whatever he was in. I didn't, I didn't like him in Ghostbusters. I didn't like him in. Oh yeah, he was funny in that, and he was the best part of that <laughs> of that female of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters movie. He was the best part. That was the he was the best part of that whole damn movie. What are you talking about? Chris Hemsworth. With he was hilarious. Part. He was hilarious. All right, that was great. Um, he's he's really he's a really good comedic actor. I think he's yes. really funny. Yes, yes. Um, he was really good in, in what was it? Rush the, the oh, movie. He and was, that was, but he wasn't a comedy guy. No, right? but I mean he's yeah he's, he's he was in Rush some too. Yeah, he, yeah, like he, he, can, he and he does a good job. I think so. he's a good actor. I'm not yeah. criticizing him at all. I'm just yeah, yeah. I, I joke about the shirt. No, I get you. I mean, he's a good looking guy. I mean, I don't that's know not what I'm talking about. I'm saying he's okay, a good looking guy. He's so Joe. All right, we, yeah, we uh, finally got to kicking it. Kicking and screaming, I was, I was, I was dragged. I was, I was, I was drugged, and uh, you know, drugs. blindfolded. Don't, uh, that's not uh, one of those coerced. Whatever, coerced. I'm just, fine, I'm just kidding. Um, we went to see a movie at the Tech Museum, which is a a uh, museum that's in San Jose. For those of you who are not Bay Area. We were on the East Coast. I know there's some East Coast people listening to the show, uh, and they they feature one of the only. I guess it was. The, it's the only dome in Northern California. I'm, I'm sure there's more dome theaters elsewhere, right. but you know they make. It, sure. In any event, it's been around for a long time. I commented on, and so it's a dome theater where. You're sitting in it, and the screen kind of is a dome, almost like, and you're looking up, and it kind of surrounds you. I told you the last movie I saw there was when it was—I don't want to say it just opened, but it was still pretty new. And we saw the—I saw the Polar Express there, and mm-hmm. so we ended up seeing, and that was what, like 2004. 2004. So you're talking yeah. almost nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. So I hadn't gone to this theater since. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up seeing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is going to be spoiler review. Yeah, it's been out And obviously I'm going to give my unvarnished opinion of the film. Um, I will say uh, I didn't think it was as bad as I thought it would be, but that still doesn't mean that I thought it was great. If you, Okay, so – you had low expectations. I had severely low expectations. And it beat your low expectations. It beat the low expectations, but it's still not. Right. A, I don't. I don't find it as a great film. I won't buy it. Right. Um, but I think Elizabeth Olsen was great in it, and mm-hmm. I kind of, and I really like Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor. Yeah. Um, most of the stuff that I've seen that he's in, whether it's, I mean, I just rewatched Star Trek Two where he plays Khan. He was great in that film. He's been great in a handful of films, not just. As Doctor Strange, um, again, the 
plot, I think, is very wonky. I, I, I didn't read comic books. Obviously, I've said that more than once on this show. Um, so, but I just the, – the plot doesn't sell me. Um, I was expecting a lot of goofy cameos and there wasn't. Right. Um, maybe I just thought you said something different, but I thought there were going to be like a lot of teasing for the next film and da, 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 da. There wasn't anything like that. So I, that's what I mean. I like that. That was better. That exceeded my expectations because I thought it was going to be a lot of dumb setting up for the next film kind of thing. And, you know, I could watch this film and not really feel like I lost anything or I like I, I was missing part of the plot. Like I could understand what was happening with Wanda, whatever she made up some kid dream world. And, you know, that was, to me, that was, I was able to, uh, uh, you know, she was kind of a sympathetic character in that sense. You know, she's just trying to have the family she always wanted. Um, you know, that I could understand. And that was kind of, that's why I thought, again, she, I thought was the best part of the film. Um, but there were too many, um, you know, you mentioned the director, is it Sam, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. He had directed Edge of Darkness. Yeah. And it seemed and – and the music was by Danny Elfman. It definitely felt almost like a Tim Burton-type style movie. Sure. And so that, to me, it wasn't that interesting. The music, to me, I'm not a huge fan of Danny Elfman. Again, mostly because he's tied to Tim Burton, who I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but, yeah, it didn't have all the goofy cameos, but it, it – it really there were there were very there were many parts of it that reminded me of like a Stephen King type novel, you know. I mean, it, I could just see as she's walking in, you know, blood on the side of her face, her hair's a mess, and and it's just like Carrie. It looks like Carrie to me. And yeah. you may not know who that character is. That's fine, but it really just looked like Carrie to me. And I'm like, okay, well, this isn't that interesting. Like, this isn't something I had seen that I haven't seen before. Um, maybe for a Marvel film, fair enough. And I know you've mentioned it's very different than any other Marvel film, fair enough. And maybe that's probably why I liked it more than I thought I would, because I thought there was going to be some goofy Ant-Man and the Wasp Part 2 or whatever, and it was not. Um, I, but I was not – I don't. I didn't find the story captivating. I really didn't care much about the characters other than Scarlet Witch slash Wanda. Yeah. I, I mean, America Chavez, like, okay, okay. Right. I don't know who she is. She I don't, just there. Whatever. She can travel between them. So what? Like, I don't know. Right. It just seemed like a silly story to me. To me. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was great as well as, uh, obviously, uh, Elizabeth, Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. She was, gr- obviously, I thought the star of the film. Yeah. Um, it was just creepy at times. Like, again, that's okay. But, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be, like, a lot of jump scares. Like, eye popping out in the middle of some guy's head. Like, yeah. it was kind of weird in that sense. Like, yeah, like almost like a sci-fi type, you know, horror type film. Um, again, like, it just seemed like a Maleficent kind of character. Like, again, not nothing, – nothing I saw really surprised me or gave me anything new. So – was it as bad as I thought? Well, you no. knew the big surprises, right? You knew the big reveals. What? The Illuminati. I, right? I, you knew. I, I, it makes, I thought it was silly again. Yeah. And they have these different characters playing different people. Uh, you know, they didn't have what's her name playing Captain Marvel. They had somebody else. Like it was the it was her friend in 
her friend Captain Marvel. She's also Captain Marvel too? Well, in that universe, she's Captain oh, Marvel. Okay, yeah. Right? She's anyway, like in the universe again, with Peggy yes. Carter. Sure, sure, sure. You're right. Fair enough. That makes sense. But yeah, she was in Captain Marvel. That was Marvel. her friend. I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was her co-pilot. Yeah, that was her co-pilot. Fair enough. But I just, again, too, too, too many. Right, that's reading too much. Too much it. unbelievable stuff could happen. And it's not, I'm not talking about the special effects. Just storylines, it's, it's way too far-fetched for my taste. But that's just me. Um, but I saw it. I can't say I'll see another movie, a Marvel movie again for a while. There's really anything on the horizon Marvel-wise that I have any interest in at this point. But why don't you get tell Black people about Panther, some spoilers? Forever? Don't care. Sorry. I'm not even going to give it a chance. Just because you liked the first one. Though. I did. So that's why you don't want to give the next one a well, chance? <laughs> the only thing that minorly intrigues me is how they're going to whatever pay homage to Chadwick Boseman. However that is. Right. That's the only thing that I'm mildly interested in. Other than that, I don't care. I really don't. Like I, you know, do you I, want to preserve the first one? Or? Yes, I almost do. <laughs> yes, like have it end. Like, I mean, he, he, there are other actors, sure, that are going to play Black Panther. They're going to continue the saga. Fair enough. Whatever. It's his long lost son, or whatever. I don't know. But you know, I read. I, I briefly read an interesting article, like a few bits and pieces of it. Again, I've been talking for a while about the new Top Gun Maverick movie mm-hmm. and how like, it's like an homage to like a time, you know, it's almost like his, not, not Tom Cruise's swan song, but like, you know, uh, the, the, it's like burying his career. Cause he's trying to like survive in a time, you know, it's, it's, they were making comments relating it to the movie and how like, he's an old dog trying to, you know, kick it with the young crowd and, you know, it's past his time and da 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 and he should just retire and die and all this stuff, whatever. Like, and they were making the case that, like, Top Gun was, like, the the best movie of 1986 when it came out. And it was understandable – this is what I mean. It was understandable that they should have made a sequel then. Mm-hmm. But back then, sequels were shunned. And I read that and that's why I bring that up because I'm like, that is so true. Because you don't see a whole lot of sequels at that particular stage of movie making. Were they and now it's shunned like, or like no, – Well, sorry. Not shunned. It was not made. They were not made. Like well, you make a movie, you do something else. And that's why – that's the stuff that I enjoy. I enjoy the original stories. I enjoy seeing new characters and it takes much more work to do that. There's a lot more risk involved but I love the payoff. I don't like seeing the same characters over and over. Yes, there are exceptions, but you know me. I don't like sequels. Rarely, there are rare, rare where sequels are good, in my opinion. But they, and, and even if they are good, it is even more rare that they surpass the the excitement that I had for the first one. So, no, I'm not interested. And Marvel is ripe with sequels. So I am not. So to answer your question, long short, I am not interested in Black Panther two. Go ahead and tell them the spoilers. I've talked for a long time. Uh, I mentioned that I really liked the film last time we talked. It was not what I thought it was going to be, though. There were some differences. Um, Joe mentioned the cameos. I did think it was going to be chock full of cameos. Right? That is all we've heard in terms of rumors. 
in terms of all these different things. And, and it wasn't that. It really was Doctor Strange versus Wanda to a certain extent, right? They really had set up this these two characters who had so far, at least in Wanda's case, kind of been a, a B-level character. Um, I think WandaVision kind of makes her an A-level character. But it really sets up these two characters as that. And the story didn't need... It didn't need a whole bunch of cameos, right? It didn't need... It didn't need... I agree. It didn't need Superior Iron Man showing up. It didn't need all these different... They, need, they didn't need to stop at Universe to see where the X-Men are. Like, they didn't need all that stuff. Like, it, I was good with just Doctor Strange versus Wanda. Got it. Like, I thought it was good enough. Um, it was very much a Sam Raimi film, I felt like, or as much as a Disney Marvel PG-13 Sam Raimi film could be. Um which is kind of what Sam Raimi Spider-Man films are to a certain extent, right? They're not full kind of gore over the top, but there are certain Sam Raimi distinctions with them. Which ones did he make? He made the first three, the Tobey Maguire ones. Okay. Um, they weren't I, as creepy as this. No. They were still creepy, though. Yeah, they were, yeah. But, that, but I didn't, at that time, I wouldn't though. Have, I would not have guessed, well, okay, fine, fair enough, mm-hmm. but I would not have guessed... That the same director directed Army of Darkness, directed Spider-Man One, right? The original one, right? Like it was creepy. At that Willem time, Dafoe though, was creepy, but it wasn't anything like eyes popping out of right. someone's head. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, at that time, though, I mean, comic book films were not—they were not looked at necessarily franchises. I, don't, I mean, it was still very much new. Got it. Um, I will say, I don't think you need to see. WandaVision going into it, I do think you have a deeper understanding of Wanda the character. Um, and so I, I've spoken to some people who had not seen WandaVision before and they were, they took them a little bit to kind of realize those weren't her kids necessarily. They were fake again in WandaVision. She, she is dealing with grief of, of losing vision and she is she just simply has not dealt with it. She hasn't really dealt with the loss of her brother and so she manifests Westview, which is this whole town and she recreates in her mind uh, because she's so powerful, she creates a new vision. She creates these kids, uh, Billy and Tommy, and, and she's at the end of WandaVision, she loses it. Um, I think... The performance from Elizabeth Olsen in WandaVision, it was Emmy nominated. I think she was great in it. I think she is the best part of this film. Um, I think when she's on screen, she's great. and You can really feel the grief that she's going through. Um, yeah. I will say, I don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, she's still kind of a bad guy, right? She's still killing lots of people. She entraps yeah, a lot of made, people. You made, you made that seem Wanda like she Vision. was unsalvageable. And I really, number one, I and don't she know. She kills that entire, number she one, kills the entire Illuminati. She number, kills all those people at the Comertage. You don't know how many people she's killed trying to get to America Chavez through different multiverses. Okay, so number one, I don't know if, I mean, sure they could bring her back because maybe she comes out of the rubble. Fine, fair enough. I get that. But, I feel like she kind of has her redemption and she kind of self-sacrifices herself like like uh, Doc Ock and Spider-Man 2. Like okay. if you want to compare Sam Raimi films, that was his moment and this is her moment. The exact same thing. Like nearly carbon copy. Yeah. They just kind of sacrifice themselves and, and no one else will – nothing bad will happen ever again. And, right. You know, in the name of – you know, you, 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 you were wandered off the bad path and then you find your way back on in some heroic moment and you 
you know, fall on the sword and save the day. So, I mean, yeah. to me, I think she kind of gets redemption. To me, yeah. again, sure, yeah, did she do horrible things? Fair enough. But I think she redeemed herself. And I think if they wanted to bring her back in some capacity, and they probably will, right. um, they sure could. You know, nothing's out of the realm of possibility when it comes to Marvel. I, I just don't – I don't necessarily agree that she was unsalvageable. I remember you saying that when you mentioned that I didn't get that. Yeah. I got – I get her like Darth Vader turning back to the light side to save the day kind of thing. Yes, she did horrible things. Yeah. But I think she kind of writes the ship at the end and realizes yeah. the error in her ways. Right. Maybe not through hers. It was by America that kind of showed her the kids, and that made sense. Right. And again, that was a really t- – as I said, there were good moments in the film. And yeah. Elizabeth Olsen was great. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think she was unsalvageable. But yeah. that's just me. I will say I think that I'm not complaining about that when I think she is hard to see her coming back. I think they set it up that way. I think with WandaVision and this film, I think that they set it up for her to truly be the bad guy. I think you're one. I think there's. I think you're supposed to root for Doctor Strange, but I don't think it's a bad thing that you feel some sympathy for Wanda for what she's going through. Will they bring her back? Probably. I think at this point, because of WandaVision, especially. I mean, this film is still a monster hit, and she's getting tons of praise for it. Um, I think they will try and bring her back. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen, again, has been on the red car- on these talk shows and she's talked about, of course, she wants to come back and blah, blah, blah. Again, it's a big payday for her, I'm sure. Um, so we'll see. You know, how, how can they bring her back? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but I'm not complaining about the fact that she just killed all these people and she did all these things. Again, I, I think she is, you know, she's the villain, right? She's powerful, right? She can... Basically took that, she's, you know, she the fight at the Camertage, she was basically her against all the sorcerers, you know, against the Illuminati, it was her against the entire Illuminati, right? Like it wasn't, it was it was just her. Um, so it shows the power of her. Um, America Chavez, uh, again, I mentioned this last time, was a waste. Um, it very much... How was a waste? Was, she didn't go anywhere. She's not gone. You make it seem like they killed her off and she can't um, come back. Like, I, I just I did not. Okay. I think she's she's a newer character, kind of like Miss Marvel or Jennifer Walters, who a lot of people like. Who she's very much uh, represents something different. Um, and I think that they thought, oh, this is a great character who has an ability to jump through multiverses. But I don't think they did anything else interesting with the character besides that. Right? You could have okay. you could have done more story with her. You could have given okay. her more stuff to do but she really was just okay she really was just a a bridge a story gap bridge to be able to jump to multiverses because wanda can't do that okay and dr strange can't right. do that okay um i don't agree with that but that's okay okay um a lot of other characters i felt did get short change i thought wong got short changed a little bit i like when he's on screen and then he kind of does that movie thing where he gets the kind of fake concussion and he's kind of out of the movie for like 40 minutes and then all of a sudden he like wakes up on the rebel and he kind of there Rachel McAdams is in it more than I thought she'd be but again that I didn't really think that there was she's not given a ton to do per se but again she was good in it um the Illuminati is of course what a lot of people are talking about um I liked I liked the introduction of the Illuminati I thought it's pretty comics accurate 
Um, when I saw it on opening night, um, Patrick Stewart got the biggest ovation when he came out. Um, John Krasinski got the second biggest ovation, but um, Black Bolt got no um, ovation. I don't think people know who Black Bolt is. Um, if you are a fan of Marvel, Black Bolt is part of the Inhumans. Um, there was a Inhuman show on ABC, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, and it was it was pretty bad. It only lasted one season. This was kind of when Marvel Studios was split into TV and film, and so they didn't really cross over. They brought back Anson Mount to play Black Bolt. He's the first one that they kill off, basically. Um, again, you, you do this very cool thing with Captain Carter in What If, who's awesome in What If. And it's like, okay, we're going to bring her to live action. And then, of course, she's not really a match for Wanda. Like she, Wanda just kind of kills her really straight off the bat. You don't get anything with new Captain Marvel. So, again, that Illuminati scene was 10, 15 minutes, and that was it. Mordo doesn't really do anything. Um, Chwedjil Ajofor, you bring him back. Um, not even playing the same version of Mordo in the first Doctor Strange. He's the Mordo in this world. And he's just kind of there. Um, I think that's... I mean, John Krasinski was a fun little Easter egg cameo. I mean, are they going to bring him back to be the Mr. Fantastic in the proper Marvel Cinematic Universe, or was it just a one-off fan thing? I mean, they're making a Fantastic Four film. Um, I'm going to assume that it's going to be set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel World 616, which is where all the Marvel characters have been before. Um, But who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, I will say the end credit scene um, was was Clea as uh, Charlie's Theron. They introduced her as Clea. Clea is basically kind of the female version of Doctor Strange. What I, I thought it was kind of silly about it, um, or a lot of the times the end credit scenes either tie up something in the film or they very much set up the next part of the story going forward, and I'm not sure what it's setting up. It's, it really is just like, oh, hey, we're going to go on another adventure. We're going to do this. And I'm not sure what that adventure is. I'm not sure what that story is. They haven't announced a Doctor Strange 2. Um, the last time there was a Doctor Strange film, all the way back in 2016, the end credit scene in that very much sets up because I rewatched the film before I saw Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. It very much sets up Doctor Strange versus Mordo. Um, Chwedjil Ajofor is set up as the bad guy. And he, that's kind of what that a lot of that first film is for his character. Um, so who knows in four or five years when they make this film, is Charlize Theron even going to be in it? Right? I don't see how Clea is in any other Marvel film, any other Marvel property. I don't think there's really any over, other crossover appeal, so did she just set up a cameo to possibly being in a film four or five years down the road? I don't know. Overall, I liked it. It was fun. It was what I thought the film... It was what I hoped the film was going to be, which is very much Doctor Strange versus Wanda, and not just cameo galore. Um, so I liked it. Joe, I appreciate your open-mindedness in going to see it. Um, but yeah, let us know your guys' thoughts on Doctor Strange. I know most of you guys have seen it. Um, and it is, it's getting close to a billion dollars, but it'll pass it sooner than later. Uh, I did wrap up Ozark season four, came out a couple weeks ago on Netflix. I think this is 
probably the best show on Netflix season four is the end of Ozark. Jason Bateman, I think, who may be best known. I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff over the years, TV and film. You know, maybe best known for Arrested Development, uh, but I think this is probably his best work. Um, it's very much in the same vein as Breaking Bad. Um, kind mm. of a blue-collar guy who mm. gets wrapped up and kind of underground things, and hmm. then you kind of have it was to... Like a super, I thought it was like a supernatural type thing, like no. a murder mystery thingy. No, not at all. Okay, well then I'll have to uh, maybe give it a chance. It's really good. Okay. Um, it's on it's, Netflix? It's on Netflix. Season okay. four, just, it's just well, try ended. And try not to mention any spoilers if you don't mind. Um, sure. Uh, Other than season four is the last yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, it very much is this, it kind of goes into the sense of Breaking Bad of, okay. kind of like Walt Whitman, where it's like he, he start, who's the Brian Cranston character. That's his name, Walt Breaking Whitman? Bad. The name uh, of the poet? Walter White. Oh, Walter uh, White. And it's like he he does he justifies doing bad things because hey the situation calls for it. But at a certain point, you start to question whether he actually is a bad guy, right? And and what he actually does he do it? Is he just using that as an excuse, or is he just a bad guy? I think Jason Bateman's character kind of is that. It's, uh, Ozark represents um, it's a place. It's in Mississippi. It's very much kind of a poor. Um, poor community. Um, Who else is in it? Laura Linney Laura is in Linney. it. Okay. Um, it's really, really good. Um, it's been nominated, I think, every season for best series. I don't think it's won. Mm. Some of those times, I think one of those times at least it was up against like Game of Thrones and stuff in Westworld. But um, good stuff. Star Wars Celebration 2022 is coming up this upcoming weekend, starting on Thursday, actually. It's a four-day convention, con, whatever you want to call it. This was supposed to be all the way in April of 2020. Um, but, of course, things changed as it were, so we're finally getting around to it. In May of 2022, I am going. I'm very, very much excited. Um, there were several times when I got notifications of, do you want a refund or do you want to keep holding on to your tickets for whenever we open it? And I just kept hanging on to that one Saturday ticket. Um, and I'm finally going this week, and I'm very excited. It's been the last time I was in Anaheim was in summer of 2020 for D23. So it's been it's been a long time for me. So I'm very excited. Um, I gave you the link, Joe, for for any panels that they're doing. Um, it's just like any con convention. There's a show floor where you can walk around um, and you can purchase stuff right from different vendors. But there's also autograph signings, autograph booths, and stuff like that. But there are also uh, panels and stuff where you can go and, and listen to different speakers from whether it's film, TV, history, you know, whatever, um, about it. Uh, any panels that stand out for you or anything that, that um, there was, there was one that there were two that kind of caught my eye and then I kind of stopped looking cause I was nothing else really caught my eye and I didn't want to go through like 150 panels or however many there are. All right. Um, the one that, the two that caught my eye, one was, it was called attack of the cords Okay. Which was fat, which was a clever play on words. Um, it's basically the music of episode two. Now, don't get me wrong. Episode two is probably one of it's probably the worst of the one, two, and three films, in my opinion. Um, some people may say episode one. I like episode one, but in any event, most people would, would it would be difficult to argue that episode two is a good film. Um, 
But in any event, I don't remember the music being all that notable. Noteworthy, I should say. Noteworthy. But maybe I'm just tying it into the Star Wars lore as like having good music. And I don't know. So that kind of caught my eye. Okay. And I guess it's the 20th anniversary of Star Wars episode 2020. Yeah, 2002 was when it came out. Yeah. um, And then there was a Ian McDermott. Yeah. Like whatever, like Q&A or something. Yeah. I don't know. But that was the only other thing that kind of caught my eye and I kind of stopped looking. But to be honest, I, if I hear that name now, I'm thinking of how bad The Rise of Skywalker was and I don't really want to see that guy. So <laughs> I probably wouldn't go to that. Um, but um, before we cha- – after you tell me the panels you're interested in, I will tell you a joke. So sure. Don't go forget ahead. that. Oh, you – okay. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean I'll Panels. say the Ian the McDiarmid panel I think will be a popular one uh, at least. I mean I don't – he was in um, – he was in all three of the trilogies, um, which is kind of a unique what? fact. I mean he was in all of them. He was in the original? He was Palpatine in the original. I mean he's just – He was? Yeah. He was in all of them. No joke? Uh, yeah. Okay. I did not know that. Um, so yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's just crazy. I don't know. I guess I just think that, like, the only person who's still, like, I don't want to say alive, but, like, around and, like, was Harrison Ford. I mean... But they weren't in... Ian Hamill weren't in the yeah. were in the prequel trilogy. I mean, R2-D2 is... Yeah, yeah, um, Or C-3PO, the same guy. Yeah, C-3PO. I'm so sorry. The gentleman but, that's playing... That's, I'm but, losing the name now, though. Yeah, I forget his name. But... I would say, to be honest, he has a lot more screen time in one, two, and three, and I think he's yeah. he's, he's yeah, one. Yeah. Of, he is definitely one of the highlights of that series. Well, I think that's the me. best. One of the better parts about one, two, and three is that you know Palpatine is undercover. Well, to be honest, I didn't. Oh, like, you did know that. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Oh, that, that must have been a trip then. Well, I mean, you kind of like. I remember seeing episode one, and I mean, they show like you know his face at the end, and like oh. kind of like, is that him? Is that not him? Like I. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away. Like I kind of knew. And then the trailers, obviously, for episode three, you figure out that's him. Um, but at the time, I didn't know that that was him. Episode one, I had no idea that that was him. That's crazy. Like I didn't know yeah. that Palpatine was the emperor. Oh yeah. In episode one, I didn't know anything. Okay. I would have no way to know. Like I mean, unless somebody told me, like, "Hey, that's Palpatine." Like, how would you know that? Like, um, um, well, I mean, the same actor did the role. Um, and, but uh, but and yeah, talks, but, I mean, but he looked. Mentioned. You didn't even. You barely see him. I mean, you yeah. see him return the Jedi, but he yeah. obviously he's covered in makeup and stuff. He looks like an old man. He looks much younger in yeah. episodes one, two, and three. So I never would. Sure. And he doesn't get all old and wrinkly till he like in episode three. So like, yeah. you know, it makes sense then. But episode one, I was like, I don't know who the heck he's just there. The Emperor is like. Yeah. Anyway. So um, to me, there was a little bit of excitement going into episode two. But that makes sense. Yeah, episode two. Uh, there is also a panel on Saturday. Yeah, um, there's no possible way that I'm going to get into this. Because, um, again, that? I feel like if I do, that's going to be my whole day and I don't want to okay, do it. What is it? It's the Dave Filoni, John Favreau panel, which is probably going to be the busiest panel. Um, they'll they'll talk. Oh, Mandalorian. They'll talk Mandalorian. They'll talk Boba Fett. They'll talk Ahsoka Tana. You should say, you go in there and go, Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, because John, John he was in the Rudy. He was in Rudy. He was in Rudy. Um, or she'd be like, or she'd be like, "Hey, Mikey, come on, Mikey, go dance. Come on, Mikey, go, Mikey." Um, that was in Swingers. Sure. Um, I, I will don't think say, you even think you've seen that movie, but I've seen Swingers. Okay. 
Um, it's um, they've they've teased special guests will be joining them. So again, my guess is they'll they'll bring out the most obvious guess is they'll bring out Rosario Dawson to tease Ahsoka Tano this year. Or you should yell, uh, hey, hey, happy, happy hound. Can I get a happy hound hot dog? Can I get a hot dog happy? All right, why don't you get to your joke then? All right, my joke is Harrison Ford went out to dinner and he had a steak dinner, but he didn't like it. You want to know why? Why? Because it was chewy. We have a June preview. You're such a a dick, I should say. That was a great joke. A great joke. I love how you purposefully didn't acknowledge it, even though it was, that was that was a zinger if I've ever heard one. Is that one? Of it your, was chewy. A... It was chewy. Get it? I get it. Oh, chewy. Anyway, uh, June. Uh, great joke, Joe. Looking ahead to joke. June in both um, TV streaming and film. Uh, we are in summer, so we're starting to get to – talk about May being the start of the summer movie season with films like Multiverse of Madness and Top Gun and stuff like that. Um, we're going to continue that with some other – with at least one big blockbuster film in here. Uh, but we start with 6-1, South Park, The Streaming Wars on Paramount+. Plus. This is an exclusive uh, streaming film for Paramount+. Plus. We talked about how – There's like 15 million films coming. Yeah, we talked about how South Park like just signed a deal crazy to do some something like that on Paramount Plus. Um, the next one's coming out like then. Yeah, more on probably like eight films or some. It seems like some. I think it does. I think you're probably Seems right. like some unusual amount of South Park films, yeah. but whatever. Uh, six two. They did get paid six two. The they Orville. I know you like this. New Horizons. Seth MacFarlane. I do. I very much liked it. it used to, the show used to be on Fox. It. Um, it was one of those Seth MacFarlane, who's of course does Family Guy, American Dad, all that, all that stuff. Um, this is like an homage to Star Trek. Kind yeah, of thing. this is not but anything it's a silly Star like Trek. anything like that. It is. It's a little different. It's a little unique. It's it, a goofy it didn't. Star Trek. It didn't end on Fox. Like they didn't cancel the show. He just changed. The explanation was Seth MacFarlane just does a lot of other stuff. He just became really busy. Um, so they kind of had to postpone it, and then when the Disney oh. when the Disney Fox merger happened, he's not going to go on Fox. Um, or what? Well, I mean, he's on Fox now with American Dad and the Family Guy. Well, we um, well, now that they decided to put it to Hulu because now Disney owns all of that, so they can just have more Hulu content, Got it. as it were. Um, will I check it out? Yeah, I mean, it's been a few it's been a few years since the Orville's been on, but I think it's a fun fun enough show to watch. It very much is. It does again. I'm not a Star Trek person, um, but it does kind of have that that vibe to it. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's Seth MacFarlane's homage to Star Trek for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, six four. The Boys season three on Amazon Prime. This is Amazon Prime's biggest um, original Amazon programming. Carl um, Urban. Carl Urban. It is. Um, the Boys is based on kind of a dark comic kind of graphic novel um, that's out there. Um, it's very much not. Marvel or DC or anything like that is very much uh, kind of rated R type of a thing. Um, so are they Seth superheroes? Rose, yeah, they're su- they're superheroes. They are superheroes. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good show. It's hard to kind of explain the whole story now okay. in season three, but it's it's good stuff. Is it like the Lost Boys? The Boys? Uh, they go back to Neverland and they stay boys forever? Nope. Uh, six eight on Netflix. I'm sure you're excited about from this. producer LeBron James. There you go, and your and favorite actor of all time, favorite actor. Love this guy. 
Adam Sandler. He's my favorite actor of all Favorite time. actor. You love him. He gets no love by Hollywood. It's so disappointing. He's such an amazing actor. Just does phenomenal work. Um, like Huey, Hubie Halloween. All right. So, I yeah. Know, I he, don't know how he, he became plays, my favorite he actor. He plays a drama. You know, I'm sure, it lo- I'm sure it'll have some good moments in it. Like that. It's got Queen Latifah, like, too. Like that, like that Jules movie he did. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. So good. Oh, yeah. So good. All right. So. He's in your top ten. Of the movies I saw that year. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that means nothing right. in any event. Um, it's got some more basketball stars in it. It's got that guy who plays on the uh, Suns or whatever. I don't know. The big guy at the beginning. I don't know his name. I was talking to one of my kids, one of my students about this. He's like a tall that. guy. He's like a uh, – God, I can't remember his name. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, it's on Netflix. It's part of that big Happy Madison deal. Um, but this is very much, it very much feels not like a Happy Madison film. Again, Happy Madison Yeah, it is, seems more of a serious film. Yeah. Um, Adam Sandler is a big basketball fan kind of in real life. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be good. Um, but again, we've talked, we're talking about Netflix films. This more, this intrigues oh, me Oh, Marjanovic. Than, it's Marjanovic. Oh, Boban. Boban. He's not on the Suns. He's on the Mavericks. Sorry. I don't know what team he's on. Okay. I'm saying he was in – he's at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Boban is at the beginning of the movie. Boban was in um, John Wick 2. John Wick 3. What? Yeah, he was the first assassin that John Wick that fights. I um, Okay. But again, they That's just put him in there because he's Boban. Because right. he's like 7'6 or something like that. Apparently, he's not that tall. Apparently, Yao Ming was taller. Or no uh, – Taco. Taco is taller. Taco fall? Taco is taller. Taco fall. Taco, you can say. Um, hustle on he's got Netflix. some hot sauce in that. Six eight. Also on six eight, the latest Marvel series from Disney Plus is Mrs. Marvel again. Is Mrs. it Mrs. Marvel? Ms. Ms. Marvel? What Ms. is it? Ms. Marvel. Miss? Okay. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is. No, this is Ms. Marvel. That's how you say that. Okay. That may not be how it's. That may not be how it's supposed to be said, but when you say MS, that means Ms., does it not? Or does it mean Miss? I think it's just Miss. Okay, because I thought Miss um, was M-I-S-S. But I could be wrong. Um, like, like, isn't there Miss Pettigrew, right? Miss, M-I-S-S? Yeah, maybe. See? Okay. Ms. Yeah. Go ahead. Ms. Marvel. Uh, um, it is um, the story of Kamala Khan, who is... Um, she is Pakistani American. Uh, her family is Pakistani American. They live in New York City, but um, she's very much um, her big. Her biggest superhero is Captain Marvel, which again we've talked about before the connection. Um, and so, while this story is not, um, I don't think it's just a setup to Captain Marvel too. Just like I don't think WandaVision was just a setup for Doctor yeah, it Strange. Should be Ms. It will certainly Ms. Marvel. I just looked it um, up. Miss, like Miss, Miss Congeniality, right? Uh, sure, yeah. Miss M is M-I-S-S. So they've been okay. writing it wrong, grammatically incorrect this whole time. I mean... My gosh. I, uh, you I hear can't. that? Your mind's just been blown. Mind's just been blown. Uh, where was the grammar? Where was the, where was the editors on this when somebody made Miss Marvel and they spelled it M-S? Period. Um, wow. But Terrible. Kamala Khan will God, be a mind part blown. of Marvel stuff going forward. Hot take. She's already been confirmed to Ms. be Marvel. in... Ms. Marvel. I'm going to correct uh, you now. Already been confirmed to be in Captain Marvel 2, uh, along with Maria Rambo, or along with Monica Rambo, excuse me, 
who you met in WandaVision um, as well. So I think she's going to be, we're talking about a young, the young Avengers. Um, there's certainly different characters throughout Marvel that they've been teasing and set up. The young Avengers, I think Kamala Khan is going to be part of that as well. If they Maybe ever you should put that Avengers. in the comment section. Have they been getting it wrong the whole time? Is it Ms. Marvel? I don't know. Let us know. Maybe I'll put a poll. I, I'm serious. I could put a poll I just looked week. it up. And, well, whatever. Internet is what it is. But I, I, I'm i pretty sure that's correct. M.S. period means Ms. Like, you don't know if they're married or not. But it's Ms. Not Ms. Well, if they're married, it's MRS. It's MRS. Right? Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. Marvel. Yeah. But, but if it's Miss Marvel, it should be M-I-S-S. Well, they definitely spell it M-S. I know they do. So. That's what I'm saying. But they've been saying it wrong the whole time. I, someone at Disney just God. messed that up there. It's not Disney. They've been probably in the comics. It's probably <laughs> always like that. Somebody, somebody didn't go to uh, take, take, take English 101 in college. They just created characters. They did. Ridiculous. 610. This it must, is, must have been all those alliterations and they couldn't get the <laughs> – they were too busy focused on the alliterations. <laughs> Biggest uh, film of the month probably is my guess. Again, we don't know. There could be a surprise oh, maybe later on. But there it is, won't be. It is Jurassic World Dominion. Again, these people like bring these Bring back all the old people. Yeah. I mean, I used bring to Bring back the kids. Have. Bring back uh, Ian, whatever. Alan Grant. They bring down back Ian Malcolm. They bring back everybody. Just throwing them all out Again, there. Again, I don't, I don't think. One last hurrah. I don't think... When the dinosaurs take over the world. I, don't, I think the dinosaurs have taken over the world. I don't think it's... I don't think the original cast are necessarily going to be in it the no, whole time. No, they're just fan service. Um, but I do Absolutely. think it's, it's really going to be... Again, I think it's really going to continue the Chris Pratt. I mean, Chris Pratt's still the star. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is are you there sure? as well. You sure it's not the uh, Velociraptor? I think the Velociraptor Blue? might be the star. Blue's a bigger Blue's star. Blue's star. That's my boy, Chris Blue. Pratt. That's my boy, Blue. Uh, That's my boy, Blue. No, Old school. I think Chris Pratt. should call the star. it something else. I should call him Brown or something. That's my boy, Brown. Every time you hear that's my boy, Blue. Blue, he's blue. Think of he has old the blue school. Think of, I know. I'm saying I think okay. of old school. Well, you're the only one. That's uh, not true. Six, you know what that is. And well, I don't. I don't. Okay, Chris Pratt's not yelling at the Velociraptor saying he's saying blue. Boy, blue. He says blue because that's its name. <laughs> he doesn't say that's my boy. Blue and blue dies at the end of old school. Maybe that's a foreshadowing of what's happening okay, here. Blue dies. I'll, I'll shed a tear. Uh, Six ten <laughs> over a fictitious dinosaur. over a CGI dinosaur. Kiki Blinders, season six, Cillian Murphy. Have you watched this? I have. Um, this season six will be the last season of so Kiki Blinders. So are they supposed to be bootleggers? And they where does this take place? Start, does it take place it's in, in Ireland. London? It's in Ireland. Oh, it's in Ireland. Okay. Um, so that explains why there's not – maybe it's like pre-World War II, I guess. Because there's, yeah, like, there's like swastika kind of, flags. It's like um, pre-World War II and now this is like yeah. World War II kind of thing. It's um, – the Peaky we'll Blinders are a gang – Okay. And they kind of, as the series goes on, they have accrued money, um, obviously from being a part of a gang and stuff like that. So they've legitimized other businesses and things like that. But at, at the heart of the story, it's a, it's a family gang. Um, Cillian Murphy, I think, is great in it. I think it's probably, I mean, again, he's been in it for, this will be a sixth season, so nice. he's had a long time to develop cool. the character. Nice. Um, I think it's it's great stuff. 614, the remake that no one asked for. Father of the Bride. This will be exclusively on HBO Max. Good luck. Good luck. We're going to move on. I don't really care. 
Um, Joe, introduce Could Hollywood ruin any player. more of my lovely childhood? Father of the Bride. Lovely, tell me why. Lovely, great movies with Steve Martin. Are you kidding me? Tell me why that you movie's like, iconic. Okay, so tell me why you like that movie. It's a great movie. It's funny. Steve Martin's hilarious. And I'm not even a father and I still relate to the guy. It's funny. He's making jokes. He's sarcastic. He's he's trying to keep it together when his when his daughter's getting married and he doesn't and he doesn't want like you know her daughter his daughter's you know his daddy's little girl to grow up. It was just iconically nine. It was a perfectly nineties movie. And of course, they made a sequel of it, which was not great. But you know, as it may, I guess they're going to remake it. They're remaking cheaper by the dozen. Just keep throwing keep throwing money at it. But keep keep bringing these IPs back, and people will come. There you go. If you build it, they will come. Field of dreams. Anyway, Steve Martin was great in it. He great. was great. And uh, Martin Short. They I were can very, say very that I've, I've never very, seen. You've never seen the original. I've never seen the original. That's unfortunate. That's so very. Maybe unfortunate. it's just one of those things. I it's need a to see. great film. Well, maybe it'll, very, very touching. Maybe Diane, they'll put it on Diane HBO Max. Keaton. Oh, I'm sure they will. Diane Keaton's in it too. So maybe when the new one comes out, I'll just watch the original. It's a very, very so. touching film. Very Good. funny too. Uh, Six Seventeen Pixar Disney Pixar's Lightyear. Um, of course, this is we've talked about this several times um, about the film to the trailers and stuff. This will be the first Pixar film since um, Soul to come out in theaters again. Not Soul, excuse me. Um, so, what was the one Encanto. with... Encanto. Um, no, Encanto was just Disney oh, animation. No, they all get what was the one with good. Chris Pratt and um, and Tom Onward. Holland? Onward. Onward. Thank you, Joe. Okay. I appreciate that. That was the last I film to release in theaters. Because of the uh, game I play. That's the only reason. Um, Soul came out and Luca came out and they were both on... Um, they were both on Disney Plus. Again, uh, mostly COVID reasons. But again, I think Lightyear is too big of a property. Um, to, to be put straight on the streaming. Sure. Will it be good? I, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I like Chris Evans. Um, all the Toy Story films so far have, have succeeded expectations. So, um, But this isn't a Toy good. Story. They're just banking on the name. Right. I'm, I'm hoping. Silly. I'm hoping. Okay. I'm hoping. Uh, 617, Jeff Bridges is first. I believe I read this he's correctly. Doing, he's doing his best impersonation of Liam Neeson. He is going the way of Liam Neeson. He's going to make all these, you know, old assassin films. This looks silly. I like Jeff Bridges very much so. He's a phenomenal actor. And he certainly has some good lines in the trailer. But it seems seems extremely silly. I'm sorry. Okay. But maybe. Apologize to me. But maybe. uh, Yeah. It, It. it seems pretty far-fetched to have like some 80-year-old guy trying to beat up on people like like Clint Eastwood did in Cry Macho. That just it doesn't work. I'm sorry. Yeah. But Jeff Bridges is a phenomenal actor. Yeah. No doubt. I don't know if Jeff Bridges is as old as Clint Eastwood. True. But point well taken. Uh, that will be on 617 on FX. It's a limited series. Uh, 624, Baz Luhrmann's latest film, Tom Hanks. Starring Tom Hanks and Ann Austin Butler. It's Elvis. Um, again, Baz Luhrmann, I think, is is a unique director. He's a very... Um, a lot of his films are music-based. Mm-hmm. Right? Moulin Rouge, Strictly Ballroom, Romeo and Juliet, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is obviously going to be based on the music of Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story of Elvis, I mean, the trailers look... Good, I guess. It looks polished. It looks like a good production design, all that stuff. 
but I can't say that I'm a, an Elvis fan per se, so I don't really know much about the story of Elvis. So maybe if I did see it, I would be interested because I don't know the story. Mm-hmm. But I can't say that I'm like needing to wanting to know the story of Elvis per yeah. se. So there's that. Uh, really excited for the next one. Six twenty five Westworld season four. Westworld season three ended in twenty twenty. Um, production for season four was delayed for COVID, so that's why it's kind of a two-year gap in between. Um, they have like a two-year gap anyway. Uh, maybe it's, it could have I, possibly. Because one, they had like a four or three or four-year gap. Oh, no, it wasn't that long. Okay, well, keep talking. I'll look it up. Um, oh, because I'm quite like sure you mentioned that. There may have been anyway. a gap. I don't know about three or four years. Um, and, you know, it brings back Evan Rachel Wood, Thandaway uh, Newton. Um, Ed Harris returns, which is a surprise, um, but Jeffrey Wright's back in it. Um, Aaron Paul, who's mostly known for being in Breaking Bad, he joined the cast of Westworld Season 3. I can't say I loved his character, per se, but I understood why they brought him back. I believe Westworld's going to end with Season 5. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I, they're either Season 5 or Season 6. Um, they've talked about kind of wrapping up the story. Uh, Tessa Thompson, I think, was probably Tessa Thompson. Yeah, two Thompson's. year gaps between the seasons. Okay, so it's at um, least two year gaps. So I don't think it was uncommon. I don't even think. Yeah, I don't even think it's unusual. This two year gap. I mean, yes, COVID happened. Yeah, but I think that was probably right on the schedule for them. Um, Tessa Thompson, I think, is the best. I mean, Tessa Thompson or Rachel Wood might be the best part for me. One of the. I mean, part of the show is, you know, some of the characters are. They are copies of themselves, right? They're robots, or and you don't really know who's a robot per se. So basically, and, and, and some of the characters don't even know themselves, right? I mean, the whole storyline with Jeffrey Wright's character um, and Ed Harris's character and things like that. Um, it starts off as Westworld as part of a theme park of being Westworld, but now you know the AIs, the robots have broken out. They're into the real world and and all these things. So the Matrix has been. Uh, yeah, everyone's I mean, awake. Everyone's awake. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think it's incredibly. I know it's based on a Michael Crichton, I believe, screenplay. There was a Westward film a long time ago. Um, this certainly expands on that idea. Again, obviously, it's the fourth season, um, but I think it's really sci-fi original. It's really yes. unique. Um, again, it's an HBO show, so visually, it's really beautiful as well. And it's a top-notch cast for TV yeah. as well. So it's pretty good. 628, Only Murders in the Building, Season 2 on Hulu. Season 1 was a big success for Hulu. Um, It was the most watched show in Hulu history, uh, original programming in Hulu history. There may be some older shows on Hulu that uh, has more numbers. Um, They returned Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez together. It also has cameos. Um, They've already been confirmed to return for the next season, like Tina Fey and Nathan Lane and stuff like that. Um, it was such a wonderful surprise, this show. It was so unique. Uh, it was so funny. It was really these kind of three oddball characters who, if you, you look at and you kind of understand these characters, you would like, these characters have nothing in common. They should not be connected at all, but they all, it was just so funny. And I think, again, yes, the Steve Martin and, and Martin Short have been together for a long time. They're very funny together. They've done a lot of stuff together. I thought Selena Gomez fit in really nicely with it. It was it was such a fun show. I can't wait for it to come back for the next season. But that's June. July will be coming up sooner than we know it. And there's some other big films and some other big shows on the horizon. 
which we will get to when the time is appropriate. But now, top ten time, Joe. Let's get to it. Top ten time. Uh, just to pre- briefly recap where we left off, uh, 12 and 11. Um, I believe I had 12 as the Dark Knight and Schindler's List. I, I had swapped yeah. those fairly recently. Um, looking back on my original list, I had put the Dark Knight at 11, but I, I flipped those fairly recently because I think Schindler's List is more emotionally gripping for me. Um, and as an action film, I mean, The Dark Knight isn't really... You could be categorized as an action film. There's action in it. But it's basically like... Yeah, it's it's not just an action film, so that's what makes it good. But it's at, I believe it's still kind of like an action film, um, obviously based off of a comic book character. So that, to me, is why it's not as emotionally gripping, even if it is intense and, and, uh, suspenseful. It doesn't emotionally grip me as much as something like Schindler's List. Um, in that same vein, number 10, um, again, there have been very, very, not only has there been very few, in my opinion, uh, it would be, you might be hard pressed to find somebody where they say that the book version of a movie per se is worse than the movie. Okay. Right. Generally speaking, people tend to think of it the other way around as like the books are better than the films, even though the films may be good. The book would be like the original source. The book is the original source material. Yes. Got it. Like Harry Potter, for instance, or, uh, any of the Stephen King movies. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, There's, there's other, there's, you know, Twilight, whatever. Like, I'm just trying to think of other books. Hunger Games. Like, those movies are all good. Don't get me wrong. But it's because the books are so well-beloved, is what I mean. Right. So this is one where, I mean, you may be even forgiven if you didn't know it was based off of a book. Right. Because it is. And I I haven't even read it or even looked at it. Um, I've only heard through kind of the grapevine that it was not a good book. But in any event, the source material is what it is. This was a this is a well beloved film. Um, again, may not get a lot of high accolades these days, but certainly in the mid '90s, this was an incredible film. Um, I actually met two people. Again, they were married, so you can count them as kind of one. Again, they're a couple. But I have never met anybody in my life aside from these two people who dislike this movie. Like, they hated this movie. And that was like, uh, that was blasphemy to me. I had never heard anybody say anything bad about this film. Um, I didn't watch it till I was, again, it came out in the mid-90s. I was still, I was in my teens at that point. I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it, I want to say, maybe when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade. Not much later when, than when it came out. Um, absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Um, stars a great actor. Um, this wasn't his only hit, but it was one of his most well-known hits. Um, and he teamed up with the director on a few other films as well. This is probably the best one where the director and actor work together. This was their best film. Um, also has great soundtrack too. 
um, very moving. Not Hans Zimmer, though, um, but still just as good. Again, similar musician or similar musical composer on another film also that was on my list earlier. Um, the movie is a drama and a romance. Again, for certain people, it might be considered a comedy. Fair enough. Um, I have a few taglines for you. And then you see if you can figure out what the film is. Okay. What is your sole purpose in this army? To do whatever you tell me to, Drill Sergeant? Do you know what it is? No. Okay, I'll give you another one. Uh, those look like comfortable shoes. I bet you could walk around all day in those shoes and not feel a thing. My feet hurt. <laughs> Do you know what it is yet? Okay, how about this one? This one you probably won't know. Lieutenant Dane, ice cream. Ice cream, Lieutenant Dane. No? That's Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, there you go. Stupid is as stupid does. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Such a silly, almost comical metaphor or uh, simile, I would say. But it is very good. It's very true. Okay. Um, let me tell you why this movie is so great and why it makes the top ten for me. 1984 came out. Forrest Gump, drama, romance. Director Robert Zemeckis. He teams up with Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, Gary Sinise, Sally Field. Um, as I said, it's based off of a 1986 novel that I really wouldn't have known unless somebody had pointed that out to me. And mm-hmm. I think that same person said the novel wasn't great. And that's the only – I, I don't know anything about it other than that, but I've never even knew that there was a novel about it to begin with. The music is by Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri. Great soundtrack. Um, not just the composing, but also the mo- the songs in it. It has like Creedence Clearwater Revival. It has, uh, you know, a few others, the Mamas and the Papas. It has some great, great, great songs in it. Um, uh, those three, Tom Hanks, uh, Robert Zemeckis, and Alan Silvestri, also teamed up for Castaway. So they were part of the same kind of group. Those three, anyway, for Castaway, which is very has a I don't want to say similar feel, but similar type. It, it tears it it tugs in my emotion strings like this movie does. Um, uh, for the. Uh, it would be hard pressed to also find someone who hasn't seen this film, but be that as it may, um, it's a kind of about the trials and tribulations of life, the highs and the lows of growing up. Um, you know, the highs, the, the, the joys and, but also the sadnesses and the hard times. Um, it is, it is a highly unusual story in that it's like, it's one of those stories where like all the puzzle pieces fit. Um, I don't want to say to an unbelievable extent because it still kind of has a hint of believability to it, even though it seems a little far-fetched at times. Like he has all these extraordinary experiences, almost like to the extent, you know, this, this movie came out be- way before Benjamin Button. But I would say that's the newer version of this movie, um, although it's that one's way more far-fetched, um, more of a fantasy than anything. But this one seems more realistic than that, but it's a similar type story, a long, long story, two and a half hours kind of chronicles the life of this guy growing up. And, you know, like I said, trying to make friends, trying to fit in, um, you know, not knowing what he wants to do with his life, just trying to figure out his place. Um, 
you know, going through all these kind of noteworthy time periods in, in American history or world history. Um, that was interesting. Um, some people, again, there's some very funny lines. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> I got to pee. <laughs> like, it's kind of goofy. Um, and maybe if I watched it again recently, I might scoff or laugh at like the, the, the forced, like funny parts where like they, obviously that's JFK. He's talking to JFK and they kind of have to like superimpose him in there and it doesn't look all that great. But it's still, I, at the time, I think, I thought it was funny. Um, again, I don't know that this movie would get made today, and that's fine. But it, to me, I think it's an amazing story. Again, it's not, it's not pleasant at times. Um, you know, it's emotional at times. It doesn't talk always about flowery stuff and, like, you know, happy times. Um, there's some serious things about it. Like I said, the Vietnam War, um, desegregation of schools. Um, he obviously grows up in Alabama, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, I don't want to say the pandemic of AIDS, if you can call it that, but the, the height of the AIDS, yeah, epidemic, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, uh, yeah, so it kind of chronicles all of that and, you know, the, the births and deaths of things and, you know, yeah, it's just, it, 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 but there are so many funny lines in this film and, um, I heard somebody say something one time, or maybe I read it somewhere where somebody was criticizing him because, or Tom Hanks or this film, because it kind of like steals an actual kid who was doing all of this. Like the kid at the beginning of the film, mm. that kid was actually like that. Like that was his demeanor. That was his, that was his, um, mannerisms. And Tom Hanks kind of stole that from him to form the character. Okay. If that's true, fine. I mean, it's still a great film, like, you know, but yeah, I could not believe that those two people thought this was a horrible film and I, fine, They're, it's their opinion, but I just, I had never heard that before. Anybody say that this movie, that movie was like laughable and stupid, like they were very much against it, but I think it's a great film. Like I said, it goes through the highs and lows, um, you know, life and death, um, all kind of human, the, the human condition. And that's kind of what I what I get out of the film. It may not be per se that I resonate with the character or his plight or whatever, but just no, I kind of do. But not his specifics, but more of like just his he experiences things that everybody will experience. You know, loss, mm-hmm. pain, yeah. heartache, yeah. Um, joys, all these things. You know, and, and it encompasses all of those in the film, and that that's what makes it so great to me. Um, yeah, so that's Forrest Gump. Again, a lot of funny lines in this film. A lot of lines that I remember. Um, yeah, so I can't I can't speak high enough about the film. Um, one it's of, a top ten, of it course. Is, it is, yeah, for me it's an amazing film. So the 1984, Robert Zemeckis, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Did he win the Oscar for this? Um, I believe he did, yes. It was okay. this. He won it for this and Philadelphia. Cool. All right. Um, but go ahead. Uh, there is a movie coming up on the list that did that does win Oscars that I know Mac will scoff at because of, you know so I'm not going to mention that it won a bunch of Oscars because to me and I've been waiting for that movie. To me, it's a great movie. Regardless, this movie is a great movie. Regardless, as are the rest of the movies on my list. I will. I might say that certain actors or actresses or whatever best pictures won. Fine. Okay. Fair enough. But to me. It could do without all the accolades 
and still be good in my opinion. Like as you pointed out, or as I pointed out in my list and as you commented on, my number one Martin Scorsese film was Shutter Island for me. And I don't think that won anything, which is fine. I could care less. Like it, to me, it's a gripping story. But most of the movies, oh, I don't have them written down yeah, here, but most of the movies, I think the rest of them, they get nominated, if not win, for actor, actress, picture, stuff like that. But And, and I also have two, I was going to mention this later, I did mention, tease this earlier, I have two honorable mentions that would make the top ten mm-hmm. that I don't own. So I'm going to tease those so before. So Forrest Gump would be knocked out at this point? If you I'd, have to, I'd have to shuffle things around. Well, but I mean, what I'm saying is... They would, they would compete. Let me tell you this. I have two honorable mentions that would compete for top 10 spots if I owned them, but I don't. And I'm going to mention those after I do number two before I do number one. So another tease. You'll have to wait till next week, ladies uh, and gents. Or the weekend. Stay after. tuned. Uh, theme parks. Lastly, but not least, a quick Disneyland update. Tales of the Lion King. It's a stage show. Performances will begin on May 28th, so this upcoming weekend, at the Fantasyland Theater in Disneyland. Ever, that is. Uh, it is the stage that is right next to It's a Small World, and it's right next to Toontown. Okay. Uh, it replaces so this is outside. It's an outdoor okay. amphitheater I show. Like, I thought this was like an indoor theater. Thing. No, okay. it replaces the previous theater. It makes me think it's like enclosed. Um, no, it's just outdoors. Okay. All right. It replaces the previous show, which was Mickey and the Magical Map, which premiered in May 2013. Um, and then that show also closed. Couldn't even tell you what that was. Um, it follows Mickey Mouse. Well, when the park originally really closed, the I never saw the show. And he's looking for a magical map. Wait, yeah, there you go. Wait, wait, wait to fill it in. Um, wait to fill show, in the details. The show never reopened when Disneyland reopened. Again, they didn't do shows or things like that for to try and do crowd control and stuff. So the show never reopened. But Tales of the Tale of the Lion King will begin on May twenty eighth again. Fantasia. Um, Fantasmic, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Fantasmic and World of Color are back now as well in Anaheim, so cool. uh, we're starting to, fireworks are back as well, so we're starting to get all those nighttime shows and daytime shows, parades and stuff like that. Um, the electric, Main Street Electrical Parade is, is on now in Disneyland as well, um, so very, very cool. That See, we I'm confused because I really thought that was like retired. <laughs> I thought it was like, um, I'm retired. Then they bring it back, to... and now they, then they retire it again, then they bring it. It'll randomly be like in. It's only in one park at Literally. a time. One park. I didn't even think it was on any park. Um, other than Disneyland. No, like it's not going to be in. It's not going to be in like California Disney Adventure. World. No, I mean it'll be like in Disney World. Okay, okay. They'll have it in like okay the Disney Europe. parks, the different Disney um, parks. You're saying yeah. Um, yeah, it won't be in Disney California. Yeah, that's what uh, I was. Sorry, I was misunderstanding. What you were so saying. we will be off next week as I will be in Anaheim. Yes. Um, I'll give a recap on Star Wars Celebration. Um, anything that I go to, anything that I see, or I'll just give my thoughts on it, just kind of like I do for D23. Um, I'll also be in Disneyland next week for a day. Um, just one, next week one day week, only, this weekend. Okay. Um, the day one day is Sunday. Okay. Um, I, I'll be by myself, so I can pretty much ride anything I there want. There you go. Um, and everyone's going to be at Star Wars, whatever. And, so. Well, I mean, it's a holiday weekend, so it could be busy. Um, but I, I did. I did upgrade. I, I paid the extra fee for the Genie Plus, so basically Fast Pass, and, and I could do buy the extra Fast Passes for like Rise of the Resistance. I was going to say that, that's not included in the Genie Plus. No, nope. you get to pay a top dollar for that. Pay buddy. twenty bucks for that for um, one ride, and then one I'll pay. Ride. I'll probably. I mean, I could. I could do. Just I saying. could just do a wait list if I want. I could just do that. 
I'm just saying, but, it's twenty dollars um, a pop. You know, the Spider-Man ride too. Same thing as well. Depending on how long the that's, line is, I, I could that, pay that. That's a uh, that's a uh, you yeah, didn't go on. You it. can pass over that. I thought you didn't go on it. Did you're you right. No, I didn't. You're oh, right. I didn't know you <laughs> knew it, that. Though. I just watched okay. the ride through. It's silly. got it. Um, so but we'll see. You'll get it, you uh, got it. Uh, I'm sure I will, Mr. Spider Man. So I'm sure I will let you guys know. You're a spider head. How it is. Uh, thanks, Joe, as always, for your wonderful jokes. And <laughs> oh, now they're wonderful just, jokes. Uh, I love how he puts that in there at the end. He's got to wrap up with something positive something for positive. you all. You can't. So maybe in his heart, deep down, he really likes the jokes, even though he glossed over. As the, always, even like, though he share, glossed over comment. Han Solo steak chewy joke. Like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Joe will be back with his number nine film. Um, and I will be back probably with a Top Gun review as well. Um, so we will see you guys then. Joe, take us out of here. <laughs>